0: Good, Jeremy. How about you?
1: Good. Hey, hey, do you see a weird warning on your little square that says app is not focused?
0: Yes, I have no idea what that is. I see it on and
1: off. <laughs> as soon as you start playing our intro music, it says, oh, no, it's gone. Is it gone on your side?
0: I clicked on it. I tried oh, to no. click on it see what it meant, and it went away.
1: Oh, okay, good. We scared it. So, how's things been going for you? We missed last week, and that was, uh, I canceled it because we had so many things going on for Easter. But last two weeks, how have they been for you?
0: Uh, we had rain that first week, that, you know, the first of those two. And then this week's just been trying to get on top of and um, stay 18 steps behind yard work.
1: Mm. Right on. <laughs> huh. Yeah, no, we we still don't have yard work. We, we almost have all of our snow gone, but not quite. But yeah, no, we, um, it was kind of crappy. Like last week was, a uh, not a great week. Like, so the, one of my buddies, he was the best man at my wedding. Um, I found out his daughter passed away and he, she was, I think 20 years old and, uh, I did not talk to him for years and then we kind of is in January. We we're like, I gave him a phone call and we we're talking, he's got a KTM dual sport bikes who are, you know, getting to thinking about doing a couple rides this summer. And then my wife's friends with her, with his wife on Facebook and saw this post and it's like, you know, you'll be loved, no more pain and suffering. I'm like, what on earth? And they have eight kids. They've got a lot of children. Uh, their oldest daughter's married. Um, and i was like this is weird so anyways her celebration of life was on wednesday last week and we went to it and oh man uh, like i'm i'm pretty sure well like it was a suicide and oh and it's weird the weirdest thing is like such a they're great family like phenomenal people um and i don't know and and it is interesting because they had a lot of videos of her whole life and like her singing and and there was a darkness to her. Like even she'd be singing songs like, and it looked like it was at church or something, but just the tone of the song, you know, there's some songs that are just very dark and oh man, it was brutal. He, it was so sad, so sad. I mean, funerals are never fun. And I always avoid, I, I mean, I have this torn thing about funerals. I'm kind of like, you know what? No, like the, the person's gone but then you were there for their family. Right. But at the same time, I don't enjoy like, I mean, nobody enjoys them, but they particularly, ugh, I'm like, no, no, don't want to go. But I thought, you know what, I need to go there just to show support. And it was, it was brutal. I mean, it was, it had a sort of a happy tone to it as they try to make funerals, but and although that did do a good job setting me up for like uh good Friday and Easter and all that stuff. And then busy, busy at church this week. Easter is the busiest church attending day in Canada. And so, oof, I don't know. I don't know how many people came over the with three services. So, no, there's four services. There's like seven or 8,000 people or something like that. But. So that was super busy we helped out at th- the, like three services that have children's ministries and then I do um, like I do a large story time with kids and so like I did like what is it? I think it was like 700 kids came through it was fun but it, it, it's exhausting when your whole weekend is like telling stories and like entertaining 700 kids up on stage it's like it's tiring when you're done it's just like huh but yeah, do you guys uh, do any get together for fam with family for Easter?
0: No. Is that a
1: big thing in the states?
0: It used to be. It is somewhere, you know, for some people, it is personally, but um, the rest of the, you know, the wife and the her family, not so much because even if they were, there's a horribly somber. Part of Easter now for the rest of their lives because that's when her brother passed away was the Saturday of Easter weekend.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that would change things, I suppose, hey. Uh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think in Canada, Easter's a pretty big deal. Like it's a very common thing. Like, yeah, we're visiting family, we're traveling to to get together. And um, yeah, no, so we had uh we just did on Sunday. Afternoon, after we were done serving in the morning, we had like, it's very, you know, the traditional Easter, either you do a turkey or you do like ham and scalp potatoes. So we did that. And then on Monday, we went to my parents and had ha- ham and scalped potatoes. So, yeah. It, and then, so on the Monday, I had our leftovers for lunch, which was ham and scalloped potatoes. And then we had that for dinner. So, <laughs> except for breakfast three meals in a row were ham and scalloped potatoes. So that's good. But yeah, anything else exciting going on?
0: No, not really. Um, I mean, yes, but no, not really. Um, doing some, keeping up with my study as far as I can. Uh, our lodge had our stadium meeting this week went to that um, oh yeah I uh, my coach came up and gave me a uh, application for plural membership for his other lodge oh, cool and I thought that was really cool um, he wants me to join so hmm. I filled it and I wanted to but I was gonna wait but nope he's you know, filled it out gave it back tonight we have our district meeting. And then tomorrow there's two, um, things. Oh yeah. So, you know, enjoying that. Uh, mm. and for people who don't understand or have misunderstandings about Masons, we don't, we're just a group of good guys becoming better guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I explained it to somebody this week was, um, you know, a lot of people confuse, Morality and religion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're the exact same thing. Sometimes it's a little different. Um, at least far as the lessons go. But everyone who becomes a Mason has to believe in a higher power. And it's a from the moment you become a Mason till you're no longer a Mason or you die, it's a lifelong study of morality and becoming a better person, mm-hmm. a better Very man. Well um, we're not doing crazy crap. We're not doing all that mess. It's just, um, except allegorical the, lessons in morality.
1: Yeah. Except for There's the goat it. blood. We drink goat blood every meeting, right? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, you don't have to drink it. You know, you can just bathe in it.
1: That's true. But I'm That's always cool. thirsty. <laughs> Once you get a taste for goat blood, you never go back. Oh, it's so funny. Have you ever looked on like Instagram? Uh, Freemasonry. does that hashtag
0: no uh, i've got some facebook stuff and i'm following one on facebook i'm a member of this facebook group about masonry i don't think they actually know what it is i mean they put on a bunch of stuff you can google you know like memes and stuff that i'm like yeah that has nothing to do with masonry
1: yeah because i i told you that one time i was in that jewelry store and i found i found one mason ring and what that girl said that i tell you about yeah. that? yeah yeah <laughs> my friend wanted to get out of the masons but he couldn't so he had to go into hiding <laughs> I'm like well i don't think your friend was actually a mason <laughs> Maybe your friends a on crack but yeah yeah no kidding hey <clears throat> nah i wish man it's good i enjoy it um so last week on monday i gave my very first lecture in what? lodge and it was a busy. So we had a district deputy, something, something, I'm still not all up to snuff on all the different terminology. Um, from the Grand Lodge of Alberta was there. Um, I think there's 42 guys there and I'm like, great. My very first time doing a lecture and it's the busiest I've ever seen a lodge. And, uh, it was good. I only needed, I only need one word. Kind of like when you're doing it, if you just goes blank and you just say word and then, the director of ceremonies will be there. And he's like, he gives you the word. And I was like, Oh, got it. But it was a, I did the secrets lecture and it's like, I don't say two and a half pages. And, uh, plus there's a, other stuff at the beginning of the ceremony. I had to do a couple lines and it's fun. It's actually, it's, it's crazy. I'm amazed that, you know, so not being in school and even like my last educations, things like doing like, I don't know, some project management courses, in my mid twenties probably and not having to really memorize a lot of things or, or do a lot of studying since then. I'm amazed how, uh, how it's all like, it's not as hard as I thought it would be, you know, like when we get guys asking to join the lodge, they're like, well, how like you guys do a lot of memory work. It's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of expected to, I mean, there are some guys that that get their master Mason and then they just sit in a chair like on the edges and they're not involved, but a lodge is better the more people you have because, like, for those that don't know, I mean, uh, the ceremonies in a lodge, it's all, it's all basically like a ritual that's done, it's repeated, and different parts of it require different people, and a lot of times, so say if you're doing like an initiation, you have to have, there's a, there's basically a whole bunch of scripts that have to be said from memory. And the more people you have to pull from, it's like, oh, sorry, you know what? This guy ended up having to work late. He couldn't make it to lodge meeting. Oh, yeah, I know that when I've got that one memorized, I'll do, I'll do it. And so it's not like, you know, from that aspect, if everybody in the lodge studies, then it's way easier to get things done. There's been times when it's like this guy was supposed to give this le- lecture, like say I had the secrets lecture and it's like nobody else knows it. And to sit there and just read it from a book makes it not special right it's kind of the way it's delivered it's it's theatrical and and you want to put emotion into what you're saying and you know look the guy in the eyes and you know smack him over the head with a with a goat (laughs) you know but but yeah so i I was telling the guys like some of these new candidates we'd interview and stuff it's like no like you are expected like we don't expect you to, to memorize everything all at once but work at it. You know, and I I told him, I said, honestly, if you give yourself one hour per week, you will make ample progress that, that, you know what, you'll become very useful in the lodge and, and we'd be happy, but a lot of guys just don't study. And I said, if you were to block out just one hour get up early for work one day, one hour and sit there and just memorize, memorize, memorize. And you take one sentence at a time, like, okay, this sentence, memorize it. And maybe that's for that week. Put that in your brain. In one hour, you can totally memorize one sentence. And then as you're working, say that over and over and over and over and over. As you're driving, say it over and over. And you got one thing. And then the next time, you add a sentence. And now you're saying both of those sentences over and over. It's amazing how quickly you can memorize information, you know? And then it makes the whole meeting so much better. Like like when I went through, uh, the guys that did my lectures did a really good job. And it's not like they're reading from books or it's like, oh, oh whoa, shoot, I forget what I was supposed to say. Because it kind of dis... It, Interrupts the the feeling of the ceremony. You know what I mean? Is that how you guys do it in the in the states? Similarly, similarly, yeah.
0: Um, our I think our terminology is a little different, and that's fine. It's all the mm-hmm. basically gonna be the same anyway. Um, but yeah, um, people make more of verbal tripping, you know, they miss a word or this, that, and the other, more often here, I suppose. But it also depends on your lodge, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our lodge is very small, so when we have folks um, come join the lodge, we have to have visitors from other lodges help us. Okay, yeah. To play the roles in the scripts. But, uh, and there are folks around here that go to ceremonies all over the place. I'm trying to be one of those. It's because you like it. You know, you like Mm -hmm. bringing folks in, you like being a part of their journey, you like helping. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know at the stadium meeting, every month you're supposed to do a, lecture you know somebody a member of the lodge, you know does a lecture and uh it was so funny this week at the meeting you know the worship of the master says all right you know time to do the lecture you know who wants to do it and nobody's saying anything and then the uh senior warden like brother fuss will do it and I just <laughs> and I wasn't looking, I was looking down because I'm sitting by the door because I'm standing in for the Tyler who's working in Florida. And I'm like, <clears throat> I will. <laughs> no, I just look down. I'm looking down and when um Donnie says it, I look up and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, you know. <laughs> huh. So I get up and I'm walking up there and uh, I walk one way. And then everybody's like, oh, no, you have to stand over there. Once I get to the other end, and, you mm-hmm. know, you have to walk all the way back around. You can't just walk across. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I look at the guy that w- that I was sitting next to. And I'm like, oh, you could have told me that before I got all the way up here. Yeah. I you know, yeah. uh, yeah. go all the way around. And Donnie's like, oh, you know, so which one you you um, better with? And I tell him. And uh, I said, you know, entered apprentice. And he's like. Asked me the first question for fellow craft. I'm like, really? Yeah. We're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we keep it lighthearted, but serious at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. ours is like that too. Yeah.
0: I'm like, really? We're going to you, you really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I did it. And, um, I needed a couple of assists there, but, and I hadn't done it in a, two months, a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And not even thought about it. And he's like, man, you are great. Um, I got to get you to the, the third one. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I want you to get your proficiency card, you know, mm-hmm. it, this year. Um, I think they're going to be here in August. I'm like, all right. All you got mm-hmm. to do is sit down with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I got at our meeting on Monday. They gave me my master Mason certificate. From cool, yeah, the Grand Lodge of Alberta or Canada, I forget, but essentially, um like if they say a lot of people just get a photo of it now or print it off, but basically, when I travel it's uh it's got markings on it that like I could come to your lodge and show it, and they'd be like, yep, okay, you're welcome, like they'd know I'm a master mason, uh, the other way they they do it like and and so it's it's one thing too like like I think, say, if I came to visit your lodge, you know, obviously you could question me and then you could vouch that, yes, I know that he's a master mason. He's in possession of the secrets. Um, The other way they say you can do it is that you get a letter printed from the Grand Lodge. You just call the Grand Lodge and say, listen, I want a letter stating my name. I'll be traveling from these dates to these dates. I'm a master of this lodge. And they'll do that. And then you present that to them and they're like, okay, that works. And then they'll obviously make sure you're in possession of the secrets. But it's kind of interesting. They say guys used to carry their anytime they go traveling, they would take their master Mason certificate with them, but they said now just take a photo of it or, you know, just print off a copy of it. And then they said, most guys now frame there. So I got that. So I need to get a frame for it. It's a really nice looking certificate. So,
0: yeah, we can't get that until we turn in our lecture. Um, but what we have instead, so you don't lose it and, you don't have to carry it around and all that. Is a card, a wallet card, and it's embossed with the seal, mm, and yeah, uh, and you can just show that and then and do your dance and point on the to the place on the goat where you're supposed to kill it. And, yep, <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs>
1: yep, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And it has a little punch card at the bottom. You know, once you sacrifice <laughs> 10 virgins, you get one free.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people. yeah. No, I enjoyed it. It's good. Are you, do you plan on, I, I, I apologize if this is boring any regular listeners, but um, do you plan on going outside of Blue Lodge yes. at all? Yes. Yeah.
0: Actually, that was another thing that I had talked to my coach about. Cause he's also in our district hierarchy and, uh, and he's a 32nd degree Scottish, right? Oh, okay. Um, Mason and, uh, and some other stuff anyway. Um, da, 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 da. yeah. So I talked to him about Scottish, right? And they only do it twice a year and uh, spring and fall. He's like, you want to do it this year? I'm like, I don't know. You know, if we're going to do this other stuff, you know, get my proficiency scarred and I start teaching, I might wait until 2024 and I might wait anyway if this, the, the guy who banned flip-flops goes away. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, He's very controversial. <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: uh, yeah, which is He's hilarious been... to me. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like voting a president or a premier and then complaining about him later you
2: know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just saying that's what, people.
1: that's what we all do
0: <laughs> I, I didn't vote for you know pudding head but i so i can complain about him you voted for him you know, shut yeah. up hide in the corner will you
1: yeah well the other thing too is that they turn i voted for jason kenny and uh man he turned out to be a sour apple Started out pretty good, and then next thing you know, no, I'm actually just like every other bloody politician on the world, crooked as a dog's hind leg.
0: Now, if you vote for somebody based on a record mm-hmm. that was going straight, right? He's straight as narrow, seems to be a good moral character, and then he gets to where he wanted to be, like a premier or president or whatever, and then takes a hard left or a hard right, and you're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And now, if, you know, if they lie to you and Get you to vote, then yeah, you have a right to complain. But if they just stayed the course where they've always been, you know, like Biden, you know, he's been crooked since before 1976. Good Lord, people. Yeah, I know. Nothing <laughs> here that surprises you. And I then know. for a, any president, I don't care who you are, the first time in history a president is being interviewed, right? And you get the questions ahead of time. These are all softball interviews when they, you know, get the chairs together and, you know, nothing else in the room. This could be a hard hitting interview. No, it isn't. And then you're like, well, Mr. President, what do you think about, you know, this uh, 8.2% inflation or going to 83 And then the president's like, oh, come on. You act like that's a big jump. Come on. You're killing me here. You're going to, you know, you're going to squeeze me about a point 0.1 jump. And the guy's like, but it's been going up steadily since you were elected. Oh, come on. You're yeah. killing me. Yeah. Really?
1: <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's <laughs> it, like, I remember when the elections were going and there's, there's certain folks I followed on Instagram and stuff. And you could tell how they voted. Cause, like, I voted for change. And it's like, they're like these Uh, you know, millennial hipsters and they're, they like, "Ah, ah, I'm really making a difference in the world. And I'm like, I, I agree. Like, like I'm not a Trump fan, but I'm like, look at your two options. You just got crappy options. That's all there is to it. But man, just think about this guy you're bringing in here. And then all of a sudden they're like, I've seen these same people being like, what is wrong with Joe Biden? I'm like, you're the moron who was voting for change. Like, Oh, come on people. Ugh! it's just the social justice i saw a lot of social justice based voting like we're
2: gonna do it we're making a difference ah <laughs> how dare you
1: and all this stuff and it's like you know what man just pff. politics is politics it's all crooked it's all shady at, at least with uh with trump you know who's calling the shots and who's you know, like like the thing is, stuff's happening, but you know Biden's not the one making it happen. So who's making it happen? The guy can't even—I I doubt he could tie his own shoes. And so the problem that I, the, the thing that I think is like, okay, you guys voted this guy to to be your leader and commander. Okay, but he can't do that. So who is doing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
0: well, I I'll tell you a little secret.
1: Is it a Mason secret?
0: No. Okay. Uh, U.S. government secret. Okay. And I'm not joking. Um, This is sad, but here's the way it is. When, let's say, let's look at another weak president real quick. Let's say you look at Carter, right? Mm -hmm. When Carter was screwing up and his wife was making all the decisions, telling him what to do, and he would tell other people what to do, That's how it worked then, right? Mm -hmm. And then the uh, first president, Bush, Herbert Walker, he was a former, you know, head of the CIA, um, but some other, so foreign policy, stuff like that, he was right on it. Mm -hmm. Domestic, economic, not so much. And he relied on a team of people, right? The wrong people some would argue, but he had a team of people he listened mm-hmm. to. Um, Clinton listened a whole lot to his financial backers, uh, people he owed uh, his wife, you know, whatever. Uh, the second Bush, uh, he, he listened to the wrong, some of the wrong people that, were leftovers from his dad's administration. Mm. Uh, Obama really tried to push certain things. Uh, and for everything else, he hired and appointed, sorry, a team of people across the government, with, and they had marching orders. And he just, you know, didn't ma- micromanage them too much. And they did what they did. Uh, Trump tried to do things, but his government, while he was just screaming on Twitter, the people he appointed um, were looking over his shoulder to make sure he wasn't watching, and they did what they wanted to do. Hmm. You know, he was saying, I'm going to do this. And probably 95% of what he wanted to get done never got done. Mm-hmm. And people, that he appointed, like Helen Cho. I mean, not Helen Cho, but Secretary Cho for um, Secretary or the uh, the Secretary of Transportation uh, in the Department of Transportation. She said in her first speech when she was appointed, "I don't care what the president said. This is what we're doing." It was a public speech. You know what happened to her for it? Nothing. And everything he said about, you know, transportation and infrastructure, stuff like that, she was doing this other stuff, Hmm. right? Because her husband was a big financial backer of all the way back to Reagan, I think, uh, for the Republicans. And he was a big financial supporter for Trump eventually. And that's how she got the job. And she's just going to do what she's going to do. Um, and she did. And that happened all over the government under Trump. He was screaming uh, to the public about, ah, oh, you know, name calling, blah, 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 blah. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. The government ran itself in spite of him or not in spite of him, but he was saying do this. And the government was like, uh, nope. I'm gonna come over here and do this hmm. based on the leadership of the people he appointed. Yeah. Now you get to Biden, and when Puddinghead is out there running his mouth about hmm. chocolate chip ice cream and how beautiful children <laughs> are, being a creep, um the people he appointed are running amok.
2: Hmm.
0: They are trying to set themselves because they know they'll never ever get another job because politicians will look at them and go, you were under Biden. Yeah. I'm never appointing you for anything Mm. because then people won't trust me. So yeah, they're trying to set themselves up for private industry or retirement. And they're just, they're giving, they're, they're moving the bar of a (laughs) muck farther.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it is. And then, You know, we have people that are selling secrets. We have um, his son, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's It's a sad, I think politics, modern politics, we have come back around to be as lurid and corrupt and criminal as the Romans were when they collapsed.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. You see that, like, all over. Like, man, if all the, like, even, like, so for Canadian politics, if Trudeau actually got in trouble for all the crap that he did, he would be behind bars for the rest of his entire life. But, like, oh, no, so somehow the RCMP just, you know, they're just not going to do anything about it. It's just, oh, it's so dirty and so shady. It's just, ugh.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, they're... They're like the West Virginia Highway Patrol. Yeah, we're corrupt. What are you going to do about it? We're the Mm -hmm. RCMP. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan. uh, It would literally
0: take the the Canadian military to battle the RCMP.
1: Yeah, and even then, you know what's crazy is that um, this year, I think 2023, like within, I'll say – Within 10 miles of my house, there have been three times when the RCMP has shot and killed people. And this this last one, they're not releasing any details yet. And it happened like 10 minutes from my house. Like, I don't... There was one where a guy had... What's that? Oh, no, go ahead. No, there's one where a guy, like, was on some weird... He's like cracker... I don't know what he was on, but uh, had a gun... And he was outside of gas station and the RCMP said, drop your weapon. He said, I'm not ever going to drop it. Um, but the police were the ones that fired the first shots and they killed the guy. And, you know, like, see, see that is a situation that I, I don't think you can actually have a, an accurate opinion on or or belief if you weren't actually there, right? Like, I'm not one that says, oh, the cops have to be shot at first because it can often be too late, Right. And honestly, too, like if I was in that situation and if, if somebody had a gun and says, I'm going to shoot you and if I had a gun, I would be like, boom, I'll beat you. You know what I mean? Like, let's just look at, at practicality. I'm going to preserve my life over some crazy person's life.
0: Well, um, a citizen has the ability to. If so, another person is presenting a clear and present danger to you or your family near your home, you can do that, you know, take, in America. Well, yeah, yeah, but a, a cop they have to look at do you present a clear and present danger to me, my other officers, or the public at large? Mm-hmm. And if you're some, if you're acting erratic walking down the street with a gun, they're going to take you down
2: one mm-hmm. way or the
0: other.
1: Yeah, it's just funny. Because like, I'm not blaming them, but it's weird that in this year alone, like we're only a couple months in and there's been three times cops have shot and killed people. Every time we've seen RCMP car going down the highway, I go to Steph, I'm like, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. <laughs> and it's, you know what, like I say, if you're not there, you don't know. And a lot of times, I don't know, I'm torn, like a lot of times they won't release information for a long time. And I'm like, that, that isn't right. But at the same time you i don't know it's such a weird thing like if, if if it's a good honest people in charge and if they're saying you know what we're gonna we're just gonna hold off on this until investigation's complete okay cool you know you're you're protecting certain members of people involved or whatever i could get it but at the same time in my opinion the track record of the rcmp is pretty shady like they go ahead and and they will just make new laws completely circumvent the way this system is supposed to be ran like they're law enforcers policy enforcers right um they're not lawmakers okay we vote the lawmakers in place and then you you enforce the laws but somehow the RCMP in canada are allowed to say oh yeah these 25 round 22 caliber uh ruger magazines they're actually illegal now you can only have 10 rounds in any 22. like okay wait a minute that, that was never uh brought up it was never voted on like this, this isn't a law. Oh, but the RCMP says it is now. Oh, okay, cool. Done. Even the fact that we have a right to, to carry a, a handgun in Canada, it's a right in our charter of rights and freedoms, but the RCMP say, no, we're not going to give that permit to people. They'll only give it to certain high, high profile judges. Like the very first abortion case in Canada, that judge got a permit so he could carry a gun to defend himself. That's where I have a hard time with the RCMP. And that's why when I see there's three shootings, I'm like, hmm, they're shading a whole lot of other areas and they're not telling us what happened. Do I trust them? Of course not. <laughs> you know, of course not. I do uh, not trust the RCMP.
0: Yeah, one of our most recent cop shootings in America was a SWAT team went to the wrong house, mm. broke in the door. <laughs> the resident homeowner thought he was, had a home invasion. Oh, wow. came to the door with a gun and they killed him.
1: What a doozy of a situation that is.
0: And then <laughs> oh. the cops are like, well, we thought it was right. out. Well, no, it shows right here on your warrant, you know, one, two, three, four main street. And you went to five, five, six Wilson.
1: Oh, you're an no. idiot. And My I,
0: bad. And then you look the, you know, at least a, Ten percent legitimate media outlet went to look through that SWAT team's history. This isn't the first time this has happened with the exact no. same team members.
1: Are they dyslexic?
0: Are they just <laughs> closing their eyes and opening a map, going, "All right, guys, we're going to kill that <laughs> homeowner."
1: Yeah. Let's go, you guys. Ready? <laughs> I'm jacked. Hey, hey.
0: You know, you go knock on the door, Candy Graham. <laughs> yeah. Boom! Wow,
1: that's great. Cra- yeah, remember,
0: crazy. shoot the dogs first.
1: That's right. Oh dear. Right on. Well, uh, you want to change things up a little bit, away from politics, police, and and masonry, and uh, how dare him. you? any uh any tools or anything going on any purchases things going on in the shop
0: well you know we started off and i said you know um yard work has come to visit and that son of a gun will not leave until november and i hate him uh i need to get one of our lawnmowers it blew an engine right i need to replace it Riding mower, either th- yeah, riding mower, yeah. and I'm, you know, riding mower a good one for what we need, the amount of land we got, and so Danette can use it. You know, I want to get a nice one. It'd be about three grand. Okay. Or she likes the one that with the blown engine. I think it's a little too small. Whatever, one size small. From it's a forty-two inch, and I think she would be happy and the yard would be happy with a 48 inch
2: right mm.
0: maybe 52 but I don't know um, 52 would be too big for the front yard in case I'm not here and she needs to mow it so mm. 48 anyway um, I'm think and I think an engine a replacement engine for that is about I'm probably shipped four or five hundred bucks no, okay so I'm thinking about buying an engine and getting, you know, doing that. thinking about filming that. From my first great YouTube video. Do it.
1: Do it, Todd. What uh what camera you still got the G seven X Mark II?
0: Yeah. And I've got this uh Canon eight hundred.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. And and you know what, like, <clears throat> I love I love the topic of YouTube. We always get on it. Um, you know, like, the thing is, is that I don't know if anybody can really figure out how it all works, right? Like, I know you talk about certain channels, and, and I, I think you're right, and some people might think it's almost like conspiracy theory, but, you know, like, off the ranch, right? And some of these guys, they're... I'm convinced there's something going on that, because you watch watched their content. I'm like, why is it so popular? Right? But somehow it's like, yeah, every video gets a million views in, the, in, in less than a week. Um, or maybe it is just because they're like the OGs. I don't know. But it's funny because when I look at my analytics for my channel, my most popular two videos are like little tool reviews that I've done. And there's one that was a little EDC tool bag, <clears throat> just with like that nice kit that you gave me, that nice Weera, uh was like the tool check plus, and a couple other bits in there. And I, I've gained like over a thousand subscribers from that one video. I'm like, holy smokes. And, and then everybody's like, if I look at my comments, it's like more knife content, more knife content, more knife content. I don't know, maybe I'm just not doing knife content well anymore, but... You know i asked and i did a poll, It's like you guys wanted a video of um like this micro knife last ditch necker just as a book you know compiled so you don't have a five part series yeah we want it and nobody watched it like nobody you know and then i made a video about well i watched my... it well you did yeah because you, you know you watch my video, and i and it is true like I do have a group of of people that same thing like I've got channels that I will watch every single video no matter what and even if they go a little outside of you know their air quotes lane it's like oh wow cool this is interesting I like the person and I want to watch their content Um, and so there is that group and I think it's like maybe a thousand people two thousand which is great but then like for doing YouTube it's kind of like okay I want to I want to like, in, in order to do it all the time, un- unless it's a hobby, and you've got like, it's for me, it can't really be a hobby, right? Because I don't have time, like, I've, I've got to be making money. And, but then I look and it's like, so if I'm going to make money, based on analytics, and based on which videos made me the most money, then I should go into like tool reviews. And it's just so weird. But then when you start doing that, then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's really strange, man. I can't figure YouTube out for the life of me. Like no clue how it works. I'm just like, a a couple of videos that I thought would be pretty good. Like that Swiss army knife. I thought, man, people are going to watch this. This is, I put a lot of work into it and just bombed. And then the video, that little mini EDC toolkit was like, you know what? I got to get something up. It's like, let's just do this. And I shot that three times. And the last time, and the first couple times I had lights and all this stuff. And I thought, you know what? Piss on it. I'm just going to grab my camera, sit at my desk in my office and film this. And I'm just going to go one take. And I'm not even really going to care. And that one was like a good performing video. Like that video's made me decent money. And it's just so weird. Like I just, I don't know. I I can't understand YouTube. And I, I think part of the thing is, I think YouTube changes quicker than they have time to analyze the effects of the changes they've made. I just think they're jumping to the next thing that they're, they're staring at their competition. like, Oh, TikTok, Oh, Instagram. Oh, this, Oh, that. Okay. And you know, everybody says do shorts, do shorts. So I monetize shorts, shorts pay you nothing. (laughs) Like you could get 10,000 views on a short and you'll make about five cents.
0: Yeah. I was watching a video about shorts. Yeah. You know, um, because this channel I want you know, his viewers complained
1: about that shorts. He was doing shorts. Hate them. Yeah.
0: You are. Yeah. Um. You're filling up my subscription feed with stupid shorts. I hate them. Stop. Mm. Nobody watches shorts. You know. Um. Then they said, "Look at your TikTok. Where shorts? That's all TikTok is—is is shorts. And you're." channel there isn't performing. Nobody wants to watch a short stop it. Hmm. And so he did a video, a sit down video talking about YouTube and shorts. And he said, and kind of, sh- he showed the email, but it was not in, uh, focus. Oh, okay. Cause I guess you're not allowed to show some communications from YouTube. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I've never gotten communications from YouTube except one, other than the normal change in, you know, user yeah. agreements and blah, blah, blah. But um, he was saying YouTube threatened him because he has an incredibly uh, performing channel. It's not like, you know, um, Matt Caricker big, but for the size of his channel, about ninety percent of his subscribers watch every single video. No, oh, wow, right? Plus, you know, three or four times that that don't subscribe, which mm-hmm. most I think of everybody's viewers are not subscribed. Right? Most channels complain mm-hmm. about that. I don't know if it's true or yeah. not, but. That's what they complain about. And he's like, Yeah. They said, you know, if you don't do shorts, we're gonna demonetize your channel. Hmm. You know, he's like he so what he was trying to say in the end was I have to do shorts because YouTube is threatening me. But but I'm gonna start a shorts channel so this channel isn't clogged up with shorts. Hmm. I'm like Good because I don't watch like anybody's shorts. That seems uh, weird within reason, you know. There are some like uh, some of Dirt Perfect's shorts are funny, so they're like outtakes, they're not real mm. shorts, and they're funny. So I watch them, but and that if that was know, what shorts were, it'd be all right, but you know, like video meme type stuff, yeah. You know, um, Because everybody needs a laugh, especially in today's world. Oh, my Lord.
1: Yeah. Um, You can go on your subscription feed, like on YouTube, and you can mute shorts for 30 days. It's like, don't recommend shorts to me for 30 days. And that's what I do. Problem solved. Same thing with news. Like, they will try and give you that bar with all the news. And I'm like, just hit the little X. And it's like, mute news, all news feeds for 30 days. It's like, thank you. People don't realize you can, you can set things up. You can control things.
0: Well, you know, I don't see a lot of these settings the way I watch YouTube. I would have Mm -hmm. to get up from the couch and go get a mobile device or a computer and you know, log in that way. Yeah. Although I think that, uh, some people's, uh, um, yours would be a good one too. If you're in the office, in the shop, in that setting, and just film yourself talking if you had a subject you wanted to talk about and you did um, you know 4 or 5 minute videos like that kind of like um AVE's doing right now with his fireplace but okay.
1: uh, I don't it, I stopped watching AVE
0: he is ripping somebody a new one over fake a fake video and his most recent one about that subject it's about uh, oily rags, spontaneous combustion.
1: Yeah, not oily rags. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it got boiled linseed oil, yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever, whatever. And it's a controversy. It, well, the guy set it all up to get Amazon affiliate purchases. Is clear.
1: Who, bourbon Math? Huh? Who did this?
0: The, the work woodworking dude. Yeah. The that,
1: bourbon bourbon moth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we went away from that. We went and watched a normal video and neither one of us can even look at the guy. I'm like, he has the face of a bearded midget, but on a regular sized body. I cannot stand to look at this person. He must, <laughs> he must never be seen on my TV again.
1: <laughs> 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 nope. no, But, like, that wasn't AVE saying that it's a bunch of baloney?
0: It is. No, the way but, that guy did it. Okay. Not not spontaneous combustion. Um, it's just the way he did it, and, his, and, he, and he debunks the whole thing and shows you, like yesterday's, the guy had fire starters on the floor. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Really? Um, did he really, though? <laughs> I don't yeah, know.
0: he did but anyway <laughs> it's funny i listened to other
1: podcasts that talk about this and it's like even the, so making it i think with um you know jimmy darista bob claggett and prosciutto they are talking about this they're talking about bourbon moths video but they they weren't and then there's different podcasts after i heard that one was talking about ave's response to that video or whatever and it's like this little thing going on kind of like the Odies oil that went <laughs>
0: like,
1: yeah it's always got to be a little controversy where people get well, a, um, a little piss and match with each other and i have we all seen get involved.
0: i have seen oily get in de- uh aviation fuel soaked rag spontaneous combust in a closed metal container right mm. one of those red cans yeah uh, i have seen as a woodworker for 30 years now i have seen uh different types of fi- oil-based finishes Rags spontaneously, maybe not. I've seen them ignite. Okay. But mm-hmm. mostly what they do is smolder. Yeah. And they create enough heat to catch something else on fire mm-hmm. when they don't technically ignite until that other thing catches them, like sawdust, paper, um, your workbench, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it in person years and years ago. Um, it doesn't, it happens exactly like AVE was talking about. Hmm. It's the only time I've been able to uh, agree with the guy, and it it made me nauseous, I'll grant you, but he was right. And he goes yeah. frame by frame to make his point on uh Bourbon Moss's video.
2: Hmm.
0: He shows you in the video, he's just not talking out of butt for yeah. once, and uh. You know, I I hate to say it. I, I, oh, I hate to say this, but when AVE gets, um, legitimately passionate about a subject like a crane accident or this guy's bullshit about the spontaneously combusting, uh, clear smoke fire, no, it doesn't, people. But anyway, um, he generally does his research and he's right. And if he says something in one of those videos that's wrong, he'll come back and fix it normally. Mm-hmm. Like with this one, he did say one thing that was wrong and he had some folks in his audience correct him. And he comes back, researches and gets on the video and goes, yep, I was, I said this and, but it was that and hmm. he fixes it. Yeah. But in the end, Um, he showed probably three or four times in the video and then showed video proof or proof in that guy's video where he lied Hmm. flat lied to the audience. Hmm. Like, Oh, this one is number nine. It caught on fire and he was able to show that's not number nine's barrel. You put pages from this magazine, these pages, and it had this (laughs) color of rag. And the one that caught on fire is wrong, you know.
1: And AVE cares that much. That's funny. In in my mind, I'm kind of like, no. Here's the
0: problem: AVE is in Canada, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: unlike America, well, I let me take that back. Even in America, the EPA could do this. Somebody's going to see that guy's video, and share it, and share it, and then somebody. And the Canadian government's gonna see it, some Karen, and go, you normal people aren't allowed to have linseed oil because it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have you have to be a you have to be an industry, you have to be this, you have to be that. Yeah. Based on this asshole video. And I'm like, you know, I can actually see that. Well, I don't
1: know. I, I can't see that. I, mean, I can't because that's
0: how MEK got taken off the market. How what did? methyl ethyl ketone.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: It's a, a, the best solvent on earth. It oh, was. Really? Now, if you bathe in solvent, you're going to get cancer one day. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Don't sniff it. You know, yeah. quit huffing MEK. And, um, Anyway, it's also what we used to wash airplanes with, and then we had to use this um, orange peel derivative that didn't work because oh, yeah, environmentalists yeah. and health people. <laughs> How dare you! Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want us to use a solvent that works, right? And we only have to use, uh, let's say, eight gallons for an entire airplane, right? Or do you want us to kill an entire grove of orange trees because it wasn't just the oranges just kill them all and then we have to use like 300 gallons of it and it still yeah. doesn't clean the airplane
1: hmm. so when you're cleaning the airplane what are you getting off is it mostly like the exhaust from the engines that you're concerned about or or like does it got like like, you know when you drive it a car you up, get like road grime is there air grime
0: and leaks and everything else uh,
1: you know okay, you, you get
0: um oil hydraulic fluid leaks and it gets all sticky and gets on there then it flashed to the air and picks up all the dust out of the air and blah blah, nah. blah blah blah. yeah it makes sense and it, huh. it, airplanes don't look dirty till you get right up on them and you're like oh my god that's disgusting hmm. and when you clean them you have to get them clean But you can't hurt the paint that's on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. But anyway, literally, M.E.K. was outlawed because of a fallacy, somebody's idea. Mm. Oh, my God, that's dangerous. You could get cancer. Outlaw it, outlaw it. You can outlaw cigarettes. You can outlaw you know, everything else that gives you cancer?
1: Well, desperate no. people drink gasoline, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Crazy. Um.
0: Oh, and that's the other thing. We have to outlaw good gas cans and spouts because you might spill gas. And then the crap they give you now, because you're not allowed to have a vent, it glug, glug, glugs all over the place. So you're spilling 15 times as much gas out of your safe gas cans
1: that's you know what's funny is that we haven't gotten that yet here but it just, i i see it all the time like i watch quite a few you know motorbike youtube channels and even like wrangler star has been complaining about them for years and how stupid they all are and and it's it's so funny because if you watch anybody that that does anything like motorbikes or builds go-karts At least, if you watch their channel, you've at least seen them once complain about how stupid the regulations are now on gas cans.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! And if you get a good old fashioned metal gas can that's still in good shape,
1: worth a fortune. Yeah, because it works. Especially the ones (laughs) that
0: have the big funnel flippy. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: Out to it. They're they're awesome, but you see them at like at a a estate sale or an auction when they were new you know 50 bucks and now they're going for two 300 oh wow yeah come on come on curly what what's going on here yeah it's a racket i'm telling you
1: you know that's the classic case of the government um trying to protect the stupidest person from themselves right it's like there's so many so many safety compliance things it's like okay, you, you've got to be a complete moron to actually get yourself into this position. <laughs> but it's like, no, our rules are set up to protect the dumbest among us. And, and
0: I, we one, start. you can't. You cannot no protect exactly. the dumbest person from themselves. And nor should we as a life yeah. form. You know, know, animals do it for a reason. They, they don't want the gene pool polluted by the dumbest <laughs> among them. The yeah. weakest among them. Exactly. And, but humans, oh my God, we're just... <laughs> um, Save the morons. Save we're the just growing people like this. How dare you? By That's the right. hundreds. That's right. And that woman is just ah, stupid.
1: Yeah. It's true, hey? Just the gene pool gets stupider and stupider because we keep protecting the stupid.
0: The second thing King Todd would do is have her sterilized and then killed burnt at the stake (laughs) the first thing i would do king todd would do is outlaw mayonnaise we all know that but anyway
1: come on todd no i would never vote you in as king if you take away my mayonnaise
0: (laughs) you can have miracle whip but only for coleslaw potato salad kind of things
1: what about french fries i I love mayonnaise for dipping french fries
0: well i'll visit you in jail
1: Never get my vote. Hey, that's a good segue. I think I'm gonna start building this barbecue soon.
0: Oh, cool!
1: Yeah, because it's like uh, getting to be barbecue vlog it You
0: got any... to vlog it.
1: Do you, you mean a build video or a vlog style?
0: See, yes, that's what I don't
1: get anymore.
0: I want you to do the build video vlog style.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So one and singular I, video. It will...
0: That making a smoker out of an old air compressor tank now you're going to do a cold smoker right yeah where the heat chambers in the other one
1: so the what i'm going to do is you got the firebox on the side and so yeah and then it's they call it a reverse flow so there'll be yeah. yeah, so it'll go underneath like there'll be a plate underneath where the grills are for the meat and the smoke will first go there then it'll most of them, like most Texas style smokers, it's a single direction. So the smoke comes out of the firebox over the meat and then out the other side. This one's going to go underneath the meat. So you're going to get radiant heat from that steel plate. It'll be quarter inch steel plate on the bottom. Then it'll come up and then on its second way, it'll, it'll go back the other way. So it'll be traveling towards the firebox and that's when the, the meat will get smoked and then exit. So it's a I wouldn't like cold smoke often, like they'll call cold smoke, like under like 150 degrees, but this isn't going to be like a, like an open flame barbecue. Like I'm the, the temperatures I want to, want to continue, like consistently stay at would be between like 220 to 400 and have the choice what I want it between there. Is that kind of what you're getting at?
0: No, that's a hot smoker.
1: Hot smoker. What, what do you call cold smoker?
0: Like if you're gonna do salmon, um, oh yeah, I've no. Or for the, that. you know, it's not you're curing it, you're not. Yeah. You know, throwing heat to it.
1: Like for jerky and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this one. I want to be like I want this one for the biggest thing is for brisket and chicken wings. That's what I want to do on this. And um, if I could keep between two twenty to four hundred. It worked great because you can go a little warmer for some chicken wings. And the idea being that I could put like 200 chicken wings on at a time. and be like, hey, you know what? We're going to have a couple families over. Let's just do a whole bunch of chicken wings. And then, or if we're going to do some briskets, be like, yeah, I got three briskets on here. I can cook them for 12 hours. Nice, low and slow. And then, oh, I'm just, I, I've seen some guys that can actually do it as well with, um, where you can really get the fire cranking, and you can get up to like six, 700 if you wanted to, but a lot of times, like for steaks or something, if you want to do a quick sear, but I'd rather have that directly over coal, like with, with my green egg, right? Like light up some charcoal, get that sucker cranking. Yeah. I think that's a better way. I think this, so like Texas, I guess this going to be like what people call Texas style barbecue or Texas style smoker. And then, the, the reason I want to do a, a reverse flow, they say the temperatures are more controllable because it's basically you control the travel of the smoke for a longer time. And the more time you have to control it, the more you can obviously control it, right? And the other thing is that they say it's a little more forgiving from over smoking. Like adding a smoky flavor is easy you know, if you got wood, you can just, throw, if you want a little bit more smoke, throw in a couple of wood chips on top of, you know, your fire that you got going there. But, um, they say it's just a little bit more subtle. And I've, I've had problems in the past where I'll do a smoke on something and it, I smoked it too much. Like I had too much smoke in there. I'm like, okay, this is almost a little bit like, I don't know, it's got this weird, like, not vinegary, but it's like a tinge taste to it. And so it's like, I love I love the nice subtle smoke flavor, and if you're cooking with this nice heat, and it's so I don't know. I just wanted to do that one more. I think reverse flow smoker they call them. But you think I should do like a vlog style single video build?
0: No, you can do a series, but make them vlog style video build.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna. I think the next project I'm gonna do is I got shoot. I got a nice piece of Damascus from James Keaton, uh, um Redbeard Ops. And I need to do a knife with him, but I know he's about... I think he's had a baby just recently, and so it's a collaboration. So he wants to make sure... I was hoping to have it done before now, but he wants to make sure that he can have his video of him making this deal come out when I release the knife video. But I think the next video I'm going to do is I need to make a bigger rack for my DR650. Um, just the one that's on there. Like I got a pelican, like a knockoff pelican case on there, and the rack I have is probably like thirty percent smaller than the case itself. So when I stack signs on the outside of the case, it flexes a bit, and so I want to just—it's just gonna be a simple like welding project, but just bend up some tubing and make uh, a flat platform of, of three-quarter inch tubing that's the exact size as my. Pelican case. And that way I'll be able to carry a little more weight and I'll just feel better about it. But
0: yeah, when you, when you made that, one, we talked about it on, on a show real quick and I, I surmised that it might be a little weak as time went on that you would want more, more stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, if it's in the biggest problem is if it's inside the box, it's fine. Uh, for the most part but the way I use that box a lot is I stack on the top of it and so then that lid is transferring all the weight directly to the outsides to the walls of the box and so you know it's 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 way bouncier when I have weight on top than weight in the in the in the in the box itself so It'll be like, it's funny because I hate the way that box looks. I really do. It's like, I've it looks like a dorky bicycle motorcycle with that box, but it is just too practical that I, I just can't give it up. Like I've got a padlock I keep in there. So if I have something valuable, I can lock it up. If I need to go get like two jugs of milk, I can just literally jump on my bike and go get milk. I don't have to think about it. There's no backpack. Um, I keep a net in there and some volet straps. So if I, you know, see something, If i go pick up a package it's like oh what am i gonna oh no i'll just strap it to the top of it like it is just it's like having a trunk in a car you know (laughs) you know you go you go buy yourself a car that doesn't have a trunk Oh man, you realize how practical they are even though your sports cars are totally sweet it's like you can't carry a bloody thing not a bloody thing so i've decided i'm gonna leave that on there and so now it's time to build a rock that properly supports it but i think for that that is just going to be a silent film like just And it's because, because I don't know, like, I'm so torn, like, I'll find these channels. I'm like, this is the best. Like, I really like this. I'm like, wow, this is a bigger channel. How come I hadn't seen it before? And there's like, no personality, you know, and then there's just like build videos. And then sometimes I'll, I'll see videos like, oh, this looks sweet. I want to see this. And then I get there and the guy's talking way too much about something other than the video content and i don't like him as a person <laughs> like i'm like i hate the way this guy talks this is useless i can't even watch this i'd love to see this project but i can't because of his person I, yeah you
0: know, some people um, it, that works with and some it doesn't just like when you're at work right yeah um you're you're working on let's say you're i don't know a motorcycle mechanic the guy next to you is a motorcycle mechanic And you're working on motorcycles and you let's say you're both doing a head job that day, but you're not talking about the work you're doing. You're talking about, I don't know, whatever hockey. And some people try that in their videos and it works, but most people, they go to your video to look at the bike, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: not what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and your channel suffers for it. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't realize it, it's your personality. And people with a boring personality rarely understand that they have a boring personality.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was so tempted. I've never been so close to commenting something negative on a channel as I was this week. So I was swapping out on, on this last weekend. I was swapping out tires, our winter tires for our summer tires. And I took the front left tire off the van and i'm like what the heck there's like grease all over the inside it's like oh i bet the cv axle boot went sure enough there's grease everywhere so i'm like oh the new cv axle so ordered one up and i always like to watch a quick youtube video i'm like it's straightforward but i don't remember if i've done them on this vehicle yet or not anyways um so i'm looking it up and then this, i find this one video and the title's exactly what i want and i'm like okay this is like a 6 minute video perfect and this guy was such an idiot hey you guys we're going to work on this and and blah 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 by the way I got a new camera what do you guys think about it you know and then he turns the camera around he starts like what i was looking for in a camera i'm like this is supposed to be a video about changing a cv axle you moron don't talk about your camera now like admittedly that day i looked at camera specific videos because i love cameras <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting because I want exact information. I'm looking for this info and it's not that I'm not into cameras. I probably watch, I would say three camera videos a week, at least. Like I obsess over them. I I nerd out. I love cameras. And and so two things that I want, but when you combine them, man, I was pissed off. (laughs) I was like, this is so stupid. And I almost commented as like, Dude, this video could have been half as long and 10 times better. I gave it a thumbs down for sure. Cause I'm like, don't, don't give me this thumbnail. It's like, how to, and ugh, anyway, it's just funny. Cause it was an eye opening for, for me. I was like, ah, I, I could see that. Okay. There you go. You know, and, and I was like skipping through the video and he ended up giving the information I wanted. But, and then he, he as one point I was talking was like, yeah, so we got a new dog. I'm like, why are you talking about your dog? Like, that's nice that you got a new dog. If I was interested in dogs, I could look up a dog channel. Maybe you'd have one. But I came here for this, you know, and so it's kind of weird. And then you look at some channels that, like, you look at, I don't know, some channels that don't have any purpose whatsoever, and it's literally just somebody babbling about whatever they're doing that day, and they get millions of views, and I watch them. So weird. So weird.
0: Well, I did uh, last week try the... TS Prov Knife Sharpener. Oh, yeah. I got.
1: What do you think about from it? I'm a
0: good friend. You.
1: Yeah. What do you think?
0: Um, That thing is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. It, and I will tell you, people, it's very intuitive. You know, I've seen a couple of videos on YouTube about it, but it came without directions, but you can put it together because everything only goes one way. Mm-hmm and you you see on tv on the youtube how it works and you you know, look at how that one's put together you put it together like that you you move on with life yeah the stones are clearly marked they seem to be super quality and they are so much better than wicked edge stones that yeah they say oh yeah you have to use this about 400 times before it's broken in and they just ruin a knife
2: Mm
0: -hmm. my can you hear me yep i don't know what just happened my computer just died but i'm still on oh there we go
1: crisis averted
0: yeah but anyway that you know the i ruined a knife with wicked edge because it says oh (laughs) yeah do this and do that i mean i want a knife i cared about i'm not that stupid um yeah, I mean, I'm stupid, but I'm not that stu- No, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it says, you know, for the first, however long, don't use the stones based on their grit. In or, You know, instead of 400, start, you know, think about the 2,000 because mm-hmm. it's not really 2,000 until you use it, you know, mm-hmm. so many times. Anyway, the stones on the uh, TS Prof were, what they say they are, they work, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's impossible to be consistent one stone to the next exacting. Mm-hmm. I don't know the science behind making these stupid diamond stones. Um, but when you're using a, the same stone and you flip the knife, instead of having one stone for each side of the knife, um, are you capable of using the exact pressure with the right hand and the left hand? Is, are yeah. the stones consistent? You know, one to the other. Mm-hmm. How much does it really matter? I don't know. But the GS Prof was so much nicer. Yeah. That's all. I'm you about.
1: know, yeah, I agree. And it, even the emotion, like I kind of feel bad about uh, people always want to know what I like the best. And I'll, I've never said it on YouTube because I, I don't know. Uh, there's strengths, but like, okay, so I was given the wicked edge, I asked them for one. And they sent one so i don't want to say anything bad but at the same time like i've done two videos on like specifically and it's got like 1.1.2 million views between the videos so i don't feel bad okay i've, I've given them enough publicity the, the the very first one i did was one of my better performing videos on the channel but just the motion of the wicked edge because I always think, oh, it's so convenient because you're essentially sharpening both sides at once because you've got a stone on each side and you, whereas with the TS Prof, you're doing one side, then you're flipping the knife, doing the other. But I actually find the, the motions that you use, like they feel safer to me. Like I've cut myself on the wicked edge one time, but it was a really, really good one. The, the blade was almost completely finished. It was a little tiny last stitch necker and I came in and I was kind of coming backwards, and it went, the, the blade went about a half inch into my thumb, just along it. And it, it was a clean cut, so it healed right up, wasn't really a big problem. And I know you could cut yourself on the TS Prof, but the TS Prof, you can set stops up, and it comes with the stops, so you can't overshoot, you know, the, the, the edge. And I always make sure I set those, but I just find the, the motion of sitting at a workbench, I've got one hand on the, the TS Prof sharpener. You know, I got one hand sharpening the blade, then I flip it, sharpen, flip it. I find that to be, I don't know if it's more natural or more relaxing than standing at the wicked edge and going one hand, one hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. I find that to be awkward. And so just from an aspect, like for my personal, like, which do I enjoy using better? If they gave the exact same results with the exact same amount of time, I would always pick the TS prof. It just feels better. And I think it actually sharpens quicker Then I think my wicked edge stones might, might be fairly worn out, but, and then there's also the thing that the wicked edge, unless you do certain upgrades to it, like I got the we 130, which is not cheap, but that won't clamp a quarter inch blade and the TS prof, my TS prof will, you know, you can get, I know you can get different parts for both of them and stuff like that, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I, I think that TS prof is pretty good. There's a lot of knockoffs coming out. I'm seeing too, um, from like Ukraine and, and other Russian companies that are so close to the TS. Pro. I didn't mean it's like basically a TS prof they could say is like a high-grade knockoff of a Lansky, right? It's not an original idea. But they're well-made, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I think the only thing I don't like about it so far, comparing it to the Wicked Edge, my Wicked Edge, it's weight. Mm. I don't have to worry about it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I'm sharpening, it's not going to the, the device itself isn't going to flex or flip or anything or lift up the uh TS Prof does. It's not yeah. heavy, you know. Yeah. But that's fine. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the one I use is um the KO3 for the most part and that has got a much heavier base. And so uh, and the, so the one that's the blitz right no um the cadet that you have and so their kind of idea with that is something that's not too huge right and it is kind of nice like it's not like if i put the cadet next to the ko3 the ko3 the rod is probably at least twice as long and the whole thing itself is a lot longer it's still use the same stone so you still have the exact same stroke but just the design of it, it's so much longer. Um, and so, you know, if you had a smaller shop, I definitely, like when I was in my garage, I I kept my KO three in storage and I would use the cadet. Cause it's like, I can put it on a shelf now that I'm here. I mean, I've got too much room, but I like the, I do like the weight of that bigger one. So I could see what you're saying there with that little guy there.
0: Well, and it's easy. It, it's very easy to fix. It's not a thing. It's just, you know, if you had to you had to sit down and think and somebody put a gun to your head and said, "Come up with a negative about the TS Pro." That's the mm-hmm. only one I could come up with. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Oh, other than the, you know, horror stories of trying to buy one.
1: TS Pro, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've I've had I don't know how many people have messaged me. I probably had 10 emails being like, "Listen, I saw your review, I ordered one. That was six months ago. I haven't seen it. They won't email me back. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And then every, every time, like every time they come out with a new one, they email me. We're like, hey, would you like to do a video? I'm like, sure. Um, And I said in one of my videos, I think it was the second one I did for them. I said, you know, these are, I'm giving this for free. They reached out to me. I like these knives. I'm showing you these knives, but I've heard that and, and they even had talked to me about that and because I said it in one of my videos, I said, I've heard that I've had customers say that they've placed an order and never got it. So I, I don't work for the company. Don't email me. I'm not even representing them. I'm just showing a product that I think is interesting. And they said, yeah, we've had some problems with logistics. And, but apparently they've gotten better. I don't know kind of feel bad, though, recommending a product. To them. <laughs> and it's not cheap, right? A couple hundred bucks. Five, I don't know how much the KO3 is, like five, $600 maybe. You go and flip the bill based on your video, and then they don't get it. You, I do feel bad, but at the same time, it's, well, Yeah, so whatever. if
0: anybody needs a Wicked Edge, I have one for sitting
1: on <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> try to get some of that money back. Good God.
1: Yeah, they're expensive. Which one do you have of the Wicked Edge? Do you remember the model? Uh,
0: it's, it came with a, a nice... Pelican style case. I think it was like 800 Oh, yeah.
1: You got a... Yeah. Does yours have the stone storage in the bottom of
0: it? Yes, it does.
1: Oh, so you got like the really high... high Super
0: deluxe, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you're living large. You got like the Gen 3 Pro. Wow, yeah. See, they sent me the 130, which they didn't even mean to send me that. The one... So, they're very base model. The clamp that holds the blade, you have to use an Allen wrench, right? And then the next up is the 130, and that has the cam lock at the bottom. And they meant to send me the lower one. And they even said, oh, shoot, we sent you a better one than we were hoping for. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I'll just keep it, whatever. <laughs> but I was like, I was kind of hoping I'd get the big fancy fandangled one. like, Because yours, the angles they move together, the rods, when you adjust them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got the real good one. I think those things are like, aren't they? Like twelve hundred bucks now or something. Uh, I don't know. If you wanted hey, this out, I think you would have an easy time getting it gone. Hmm. I'm just on on looking at different sharpening videos on YouTube here.
0: Interesting stuff. Gen three pro. Yeah,
1: you got the Mac Daddy of the Mac Daddies.
0: And then I bought all of the stones and everything else to go with it. No, oh, yeah. Oh, how much did I pay? Yes, eleven hundred
1: and twenty-five dollars. <laughs> wow, that's crazy.
0: It was $8.99 and then the accessories.
1: Yeah. Well, when you've got like 4,000 knives in your collection, you can justify a really good knife sharpener, right, Todd? Yeah,
0: sure. (laughs) Oh, speaking of knives, I I wanted to take a picture and show you, but it's not with me at the moment. It's upstairs. Um, Every year, our... uh, Head Mason for the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They do a lapel pin and they do a knife. Oh, really? They, does, they, have, they work with a manufacturer and then uh, to design it and everything. And mm-hmm. I was going to, it's a case knife, you know, a little, you know, folding oh, no, two blade King. thing. It comes in a nice wooden case, um, laser engraved you, and all that. But it's red, one? white, and blue. It's really cool.
1: Oh, wow. It's probably
0: one of the coolest ones I've seen.
1: Oh yeah, I want to see a picture of that. Uh, how do you there's no way I you can order them, can you?
0: Yeah, 40 bucks. Oh,
1: I'm gonna do that. Can I order one, do you think?
0: Well, no, I mean I can get you one.
1: Cause you know what is kind of interesting. I like to kind of start doing it is uh a lot of masons collect mason and a lot of non masons too, but there's one gentleman in our lodge who collects masonry things trinkets and um you know all kinds of interesting stuff's out there you know you know cufflinks and and like this here like so when I like we they gave us a challenge coin and stuff like that and then one of the things that Joel's this one of our guys has is it's the book with all the ritual in it but it's probably like two and a half inches by one and a half inches and everything is written so small who made it why did they make it who knows but There's lots of interesting things and they'll just collect like all these ritual books and it's like, Oh yeah, I've got 10 of them, you know, just because they want to collect masonry things. I thought that'd be kind of cool. I think I've noticed Mason's kind of like trinkets, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like every time you, there's a ritual, someone gets initiated, you know, there's a, this, like the grand lodge will give them a pin. And like, I don't know how many lapel pins that I've been given. And it's like, they kind of like that stuff, even with the rings and and stuff, you know, it's kind of cool. It'd be kind of neat. I mean, there's
0: some guys that are really into that around here, but then there's some that, you know, nothing. Hmm. They want nothing to do with any of that. I'm a Mason and that's all that's important and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, aren't you contrary?
1: Yeah, no, I could see that. It's crazy.
0: Well, I, and one guy was talking about, you know, no rings, no stickers on my car, no nothing, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so let's say, for the sake of argument, you're an upright, moral citizen, and somebody wants to be like you, and they don't know you're a mason. How are they going to ask to become one?
2: Mm-hmm, Yeah.
0: And he he couldn't answer that. And I just walked away with a poop-eating grin.
2: Yeah.
0: You know you don't have to be like some of these people with, you know, a hat, a shirt, a jacket, four rings. Mm. You don't <laughs> yeah, have to socks. be like that. But
1: check out my Masonic undies.
0: <laughs> oh, cause yeah. our there's a worshipful master at a lodge not far from here. When he goes to a, a ceremony. He has a Masonic jacket, shirt, button down shirt, necktie, belt buckle, <laughs> boots, have Masonic emblems on them. He's got uh, a ring. He's got a necklace. Like,
1: tie clip. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, there's a guy, um, a member of our lodge. And he's a jeweler. He owns Canadian Custom Gold, I think it's com. I think. His website is pretty janky. Photos are terrible, but I've seen his work in real life and it's amazing. And he makes a tie clip and it's kind of like a bar, it looks like a ruler, and just like a like a 24-inch rule. And then it's like hinged in pivots and it. He just kind of opens it up, and it turns into the square and compasses, and so he can wear it both ways. He can flip it up, and it's like a square and compasses, or he can, and it looks just like a traditional thing. It's really cool. He makes some neat stuff. He actually did some jewelry for, I don't know if it was Harry or whoever the other prince is, whatever. Anyways, so one of those royal people. Their their whole family. He ordered this thing that he makes for his entire family. So that's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, when we were in Three Hills at that funeral, I stopped in because that's where his, his shop is, but he had just stepped out. because so I talked to him about getting a ring done. But.
0: Yeah, I like mine.
1: Yeah, yours looks nice, man.
0: Yeah, it wasn't all that expensive in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And, you know, until I have to get the mandatory one.
1: Yeah, just think it wasn't nearly as expensive as a wicked edge. <laughs>
0: no kidding, and I, mean, I used the ring, yeah, that's right, <laughs> right on. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I have decided I'm, I want to try something. Um, uh, so later this year, I have to plan this, and getting the downstairs part of my workshop finished is one of those, but I want to start either sand casting or lost wax casting yeah uh brass versions of masonic tools okay and i want to do sets of them um that would be that would fit in a case about um i don't know six by six or 12 by 8 wooden case make the case they're little miniatures, but quality mm-hmm. of the whole set.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd
0: be really cool. I nice. want to try that. Yeah. If, if I might just do one and make it for me,
1: mm-hmm. but it
0: might take me, you know, five, 10, 12 sets to come up with, you know, not every time you cast something is it going to turn out.
1: Yeah.
2: But
0: yeah.
1: anyway. Yeah, one thing. Oh, one, one thing I'd love to get into is engraving. Um, I've looked at
0: the raw, so I couldn't engrave. Yeah, I can carve, but not not like artistic. I couldn't carve an owl, but I can chip carve. Yeah, like wheat carving, I can do yeah, that.
1: Yeah. And I would love. I do That's kind of sort of dabbling in jewelry making, and um, so she's made herself a couple very simple silver ring she'll buy like the silver wire that's the same gauge thickness as she wants the ring to be and then you know she's got the little sizing mandrel and some solder. so she like soldered the silver rings together she what, she made six or eight rings so far and they turn out good and then some of them she'll just put a little hammer finish on but uh she did really good and they're they're really neat so she's starting to get some jewelry tools and stuff but i would love to make my own Masonic ring. Um, so I got this, st- the stainless steel one off Amazon. I showed you, and then I bought a second one, it was like 20 bucks. And I took a, my heat gun and I melted out the little black part. Cause basically they've got a ring, like a man's ring. That's like an oval shaped and it's got like, looks like some type of black epoxy or plastic. And on top of that, they just glued the square encompasses with the G in the center. And I thought it's so gaudy, it sticks up so high. And so I just took a heat gun to it and sure enough, that little black part melted out and I pulled the, the scoring compasses off. And when I put the scoring compasses without that black part, it sits perfectly flush and it's way nicer. And so I just need to clean up the scoring compasses because they're different quality of castings. And then what I'd like to do is I just spot it down with a little super glue so I get exactly centered and then mix up some epoxy with some black charcoal or something and then cast that in. So it'll be like, a look like yours, right? Like, yeah. And, uh, I want to try that. It, it, it would allow me to have a better looking ring, but we'll see, but yeah, no, it's fun. Always a million things. Hey, it's like, yeah, I want to get into this. i want to get into that, get into this, get into that. It's good. It's good to have hobbies and interests. But speaking of which I should probably get to work. We're at an hour and a half Todd.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. What a blessing upon society. An hour and a half of pure gold. Yeah. Right on. Well, I probably should get cruising, but that's a good one, Todd. Thanks so much.
0: No, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And thanks to our listening audience. We appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. Any final words?
0: Well, to our listening audience, I'd like to say, you're slacking. Get on it.
1: Share this thing. That's right. It's
0: all your fault we're not bigger.
1: (laughs) That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Right on. All righty, well, we'll talk to you all later.
0: Bye-bye, folks.